So hi and welcome to Change Making Women. This week on the show we have Emily Wazira from Awali Shia Butter. And um, yeah, Emily, hi, welcome to the show. I'm excited to be talking to you. And um, Ziada's here too. <laughs> yeah, hi everyone. <laughs> um, so hi, em- Emily. Hi, how are you? Fine, thank you. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. Yeah, we're excited to talk to you too. Emily, tell us where in the world you are for our listeners to know um, where you're podcasting from and yeah, where we're talking to you from. So I'm uh, presently in Kampala, Uganda, and this is where I'm based. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, cool. You're in Kampala. And uh, is that where you're originally from or have you moved around or... So I'm actually uh, a Kenyan who relocated to Kampala three years ago. Ah, okay. Yes, and I moved here. uh, I have a finance background and I moved here to join an international NGO Mm -hmm. uh, supporting refugees. So that's what brought me to Kampala. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my business grew while I was here or the idea of the business came came about while I was here. Uh Aha, okay. Yeah. So that would be we'll be very interested to know how did the you know the business idea come through? You know, of all the businesses, why choose this one? Yes, that's a very interesting question and I don't have uh, like a specific event that would trigger the business idea. Uh it's just a series of events uh that has been happening or have happened. So, but the two main ones that sticks out for me, um, and they're both linked to healthy living, uh, is actually one very closely linked to my parents. Um, They were both diagnosed uh, with diabetes, my mom with type 1, and that type 1 is the type that you get when you're a young adult, when you get diagnosed when you're a young adult. Um, And then the type 2 that my dad was diagnosed with in 2002 um that type is uh, where it's linked to it's linked to lifestyle for example what you eat and since then my parents have been so keen uh to make sure that uh, you know the kids are eating healthy so emphasizing a lot on uh, healthy living the types of food we eat so we said to eat a lot of uh, brown bread rice and lots of greens and then in 2014 which is maybe more closer uh, when I moved to Uganda, after being here for a week, um, I got a call that my grandmother had passed away and she had died of cancer. And uh, unfortunately, we only knew about uh, her cancer only a month to her death. So that got me thinking that uh, I really need to to watch my lifestyle and not only what uh, we eat, because we were already eating quite healthy in our family, but um, I got a full awakening to sort of rethink even what I put on my skin because I thought about my grandmother who is mostly in the village. She has been practicing healthy living. And if she can get cancer, how about uh, me who, you know, is in the city, we are exposed to all these fatty foods. So those two events uh, sort of like propelled me to think more, how can I embrace uh, natural living? And at that time, <laughs> I cut uh, my hair as sort of a way to, to say no, no to chemicals. 
And uh, the natural hair movement in Kenya was, you know, like had really developed, but in Uganda it was uh, quite new. And it's really my search for natural hair products in Uganda that I discovered the Uganda Shea Butter. And so I started to use the Shea Butter for my hair and then it developed to skin. And from time to time, I could uh, take a jar or two to my friends back in Kenya. They loved the product and how it worked on them. Um, but the business idea did not come until last year. <laughs> so it has been after two years of always taking back Shea Butter home. And then I thought, well, there's actually um, a demand back home, but it seems the supply is not uh, enough. So that's how the business came about. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yes. So um, tell us just a, a bit for our listeners about the business, how it runs, what you, what you do in the business. Okay. So Awali Shea Butter, we sell uh, 100% pure natural Nilotica Shea Butter from Northern Uganda. Mm -hmm. And um, our Shea Butter has two main benefits. Uh, there's a healing component and there's a moisturizing component. So the healing component uh, comprises at least uh, 10% and the moisturizing comprises of 90%. Um, yes, so our business was registered uh, last year in February. And uh, just like any entrepreneur or any startup, uh, we knew that equipment is going to be a big challenge for us, particularly because of the investment that needs to go into that. So we partnered with a we partnered with a local uh, company that uh, processes the butter for us, and then we pack and bring to we pack and we bring to Kenya. So between February of 2016 and uh, early this year, we were trying to get the structure set up and trying to get the necessary certification um, to have the product into the market. So we did all the tests that are required mm -hmm. in terms uh, to ensure that the quality is really what we promised the customers. So we took at least 10 good months to understand how to run the business and to, to research more about Shea Butter, um, what kind of markets we would like to go into, how we would like to position ourselves. And then early this year, we decided to launch um, and we started to, you know, put the product out there into the market, sending samples. Yeah. Mm, mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, it is my understanding that I think you, you, you're farming your own shea butter. I yes. Mean, so, yes. Yeah. So what, uh, yes. <laughs> so what is happening? Uh, our sister, our, our, the organization that we have partnered with, they have direct access to the women who are collecting the nuts on daily basis, and mm -hmm. they are they are then expressing the they are expressing the shea butter uh, with a mechanical uh, processing uh, for us. So that's how uh, we 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 decided to partner with them because they had the skill and uh, they had the right equipment. And it, when we, we were getting the certification, so we have been certified together, and when we are getting the certification, uh, it has, the, the production process has been certified to, know, to follow a normal uh, process. So um, 
we thought to partner with them. So we are not directly uh, in touch with the with the ladies who are collecting the butter, but our partners are. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yes, yes. So they collect. Um, is, is it like a um, a nut or a seed or something? The it's region. a it's a nut. So mm. it's um it's a nut. Uh, normally, when it's growing, it's green in color. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it will ripen and they fall off the tree. Mm-hmm. So the women are hand picking them from the ground. And mm-hmm. then once they do that, the, the, the nuts are brought to Kampala where the, the peeling is removed. And then it passes through the mechanical process where we get the fine quality uh, shea butter, still unrefined, no chemicals. And then the waste that comes from the nuts, uh, we are using it to make animal uh, feeds. So to make sure that nothing is actually going into waste in the whole production process. Oh, yeah. So Emily, when you talk about we, is that is we you or you and who are you working with on this project? Yes. So so I so Awali Shape Butter um, is is registered actually in Kenya, mm-hmm. and uh, the reason why we registered the business in Kenya because. We thought, we, this is me and my sister. When I had the business idea, I knew it will be very difficult for me being based in Kampala and having to run a business uh, in Kenya. And the reason why I wanted to do it in Kenya because I'm more familiar with the market trends in Kenya. And mm. uh, in terms of natural living, it's very well developed, particularly to tap into the natural hair industry. So that we, that's why we decided to place ourselves uh, in Nairobi. And in terms of distribution channels, we saw that that would be quite uh, easy. So we registered the business together with my sister. And uh, the idea was that Awali Shea Butter will not only, you know, give, um, give women, men, boys, girls uh, a chance or one option to live healthy, but also it will economically support uh, my sister who at the time was out of employment. So we registered the business with, with, uh, with her. And then on this other side, we are working with, I would say, our local partner who is expressing the shea butter for us. As a woman going back and forth, uh, you know, between mm-hmm. Kenya and Uganda and then in the shea, shea butter industry, how hard or how easy is it for you as a woman in the, in the industry? Yes. Um, so I, I think there are a lot of challenges, uh, first of all, that you face. And, and I think one, just as any startup, sometimes is, uh, is lack of information. And, um, and also, um, sometimes in terms of getting help, like we, we have faced uh, a lot of challenges uh, trying to get a standardization mark. We we had to to do quite uh, a lot of a lot of you know tests and when we thought that we were really at the end, uh, new standards keep coming up <laughs> that we have to test again. So I think it's really the lack the lack of of information. So like if we could have a hub that we can go to and we we seek information and maybe even particularly a hub that is just tailor made to support women in business. I think that has been the main challenging uh, aspect for us to the whole certification process and the fact that we started in, in, in February and then towards the end when we thought we were almost done around December, we, 
they introduced uh, SHEA standards because they did not have SHEA standards when we started to certify. We were certifying our product against moisturizing cream. And then when we are right towards the end, uh, SHEA butter uh, standards were introduced. But then again, um, it was not so clear because it seemed like um, the, uh, the, the Uganda Bureau of Standards, which is the uh, standardization uh, body here, did not have the right, I wouldn't say skills, but normally you, you need tests to be done in your body if you're giving a particular standard, but they could not do that. And so we had to send our products uh, somewhere else to a different lab of course, that was more expensive for us. So it's things that we didn't anticipate. So for me, that there, there was that information gap. And, uh, and if I look on the Kenyan side, so initially we thought that if we're bringing the product to Kenya, we will have to certify it in Kenya. But then we, we have been informed that there's an East African agreement. And if a product is coming from any of the countries within East Africa, if it has been manufactured, from a country within East Africa, the standardization has to come from there. So I think that uh, whole information gap for us was a challenge, but we are uh, we have learned from it, <laughs> and um, and at least now, I mean, if someone else were to start a business like the way we did, I would be in a position to tell them, look, this is what you expect in terms of time. This process will take this much. This is what you expect to do. So I think we can offer some advice in that uh, in that respect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, then another another thing perhaps that uh, could have been not challenging, but we have uh, at least that I have learned uh, teamwork is is very important because. Um, I based, uh, I'm, I'm based in, in Kampala and the business is in Nairobi. So there is no way that we can make it very efficient if we don't have a strong team uh, in Nairobi. So, and they have been able to, to do, you know, amazing things, even when I'm not physically there. So strategically, uh, I'm directing the business, but then I have a very good and strong operational team. So I have learned not to shy away uh, asking for help because uh, the teamwork can really get you amazing results. At least that has been a true experience for our business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wanted to ask you what, what keeps you motivated because it sounds like it's been a bit of a process to get the business started and to where you are now. What what keeps you motivated, Emily, to keep going? Or what's kept you motivated getting it started <laughs> up? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I think there's a, when you really wait for something uh, for a very long time, there's a, not tendency, but you, you can also lose hope or you begin to see that it will not happen. So, mm. and I think for me, what really kept me motivated is that I believed in the product because I was already using it. Mm. And uh, from from just the back and forth of me taking the product to my friends and family, I knew that they wanted this product. So I, I, I that really kept me motivated that there is a need and mm. there is a market that we have to fulfill. So and when we couldn't, so we decided that we just need to get started. We can't wait any longer. We need to launch and we will have to learn along the way as we are, you know, as we are, as we are 
in the market we will learn we will learn the trade much more <laughs> we will learn it uh, in a in a better way we will meet other people learn new ideas so we just decided that we had to start so and then once we started for me the feedback that i got we are constantly receiving testimonials about our product and how it has impacted on our customers uh, you know, skin or hair, and that just puts everything into perspective. So when we are now operational, it's more the, the testimonial on the product. We, and in fact, because we have a lot of repeat purchases, so that just goes to validate that we are really selling our, our we are really selling a good quality product and we are promising what we are, we are selling what we promise. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And how are you selling the product in, in Kenya then? Are you selling it through the people you know or do you, what's your um, approach to marketing it at the moment? So at the moment, uh, initially we started by um, selling on Facebook, mm. uh, you know, trying to get our name out there, uh, trying to get, um, to get ourselves known. Um, and so we would get orders through Facebook. Uh, and then already from from friends and family who you know were already using it before we started to package it in our brand, uh, and then we started also selling through uh, Instagram. And Instagram has been quite instrumental because, interestingly, I think lots of people do visit Instagram quite a lot. Uh, so we have been receiving most of the clients that we have now, or uh, they they actually emanated from Facebook and Instagram, mm. and then those have become more repeat uh, repeat clients, and you know referring referring us to their friends or family, mm. and uh, so we also started um, to look at how we can branch out because Facebook was one of those, and then. Uh, we also decided to, to go into organic markets. So whenever there will be an organic market, uh, say in Nairobi, we will, we will be there showcasing our product. We also directly reach out to, to brands because our idea is that we not only want to focus on, on retail, we are also selling uh, on wholesale. So we will reach out to say a brand uh, and we will, we will offer them our prices. Uh, we will tell them about our product. And so that's also another way we are trying to branch out. Um, and now we have a, a distribution point uh, in the CBD of Nairobi. Mm -hmm. So where you can come and find us and if you know you wanted to collect the shea butter, you can collect it from there. But really, Facebook and Instagram has been quite uh, instrumental for us. And, t and tell us where in Nairobi, and I, I'm going to tell listeners that don't know that CBD is the Central Business District. Central Business District. Yeah, like district. <laughs> <laughs> we like abbreviations. Yeah. <laughs> tell us where it is in case yeah. anyone there is listening. <laughs> okay, perfect. So we are at Development House on the first floor. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, so and you're on Facebook and, and Instagram as Instagram, um, yes. And our email is there. Our numbers are also there. We have two numbers. Mm -hmm. And our email address is also on uh, both Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, so it's a Wali Shia butter, isn't it? Um, yes. If someone's looking for you. So, yeah. Uh, mm. No, I just wanted to, to ask. I mean, with any 
I know markets such as Kenya, uh, they're a bit developed when it comes to, you know, um, using all this organic, um, organic, you know, um, butters, um, using um, a lot of natural hair products or just normal products or any organic products for that matter. Um, in other markets, how, how hard or how easy is is it for you to actually educate people the importance of shea butter or just importance of using you know organic organic oils or is it mm. it's just a, a healthy way of living or whatever it is you're applying or whatever it is you're eating and so on i i think the most uh, interesting thing that i have seen uh most people believe that organic living is expensive and yeah. um, and maybe to some extent it can be true because uh, if you if you look at uh, some of the products that you have to put on your skin uh, that is organic, it can be a bit pricey. But we are coming in with our Shea butter to we promise you quality and organic, but then at a very fair price. So we realize that. Um, if we want our product to be used, we have also to make sure that the price uh, is quite competitive. So we are very, very keen on that. And in terms of educating our, our clients, we are not just focused on selling. So for a, we, I've had cases where um, someone looks at my skin and you know they will ask uh, a question like, if, if I use the, your shea butter, will my skin be like yours? And then I say, look, if you have, uh, say, acne or you have serious skin conditions, it's best to first see a dermatologist. And then maybe you will be recommended for something that you can use to clear that out. Our shea butter can help you to some extent to eliminate that. But will it heal that condition? I can't say yes. So we, we are very, very clear on, on what we are, we, we are selling and, and what we promise our customers and the results that they can get out of the shea butter. Then every Wednesday, uh, I, I, I came up with the idea what we call uh, Know Your Product Wednesday. So we will run an information uh, thread on our Instagram and Facebook page where we educate you either about healthy living, it can be about the shea butter itself so that you can differentiate what is unrefined, refined shea butter. What is the difference between the East African and West African uh, shea butter? In so fact, I was and... coming. I, I was actually coming to that. There's been a lot of confusion with. So, what's the difference between East African and West African shea butter? Isn't it the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, actually, it's really not the same thing. They are very, very different, um, and it's really the tree is the same. They all grow, they all grow uh, the East African shea butter, of course, East Africa, uh, their countries, uh, you can find it in countries like Southern Sudan, you can find it in Ethiopia, you can find it in Uganda, and again, not all parts of Uganda, not all parts of uh, Ethiopia, not all parts of, of, uh, of Southern Sudan. Now, the West African shea butter, of course, West African countries, but mainly uh, shea shade tree grows along the shea belt and we have at least 20 countries uh, along the shea belt starting all the way from ghana and then ending 
in uh, in Uganda. So there, there is some differences that can distinguish uh, West African shea butter and Nilotica or the East African shea butter. And one of the main differences actually is the consistency. The West African shea butter tends to be a little bit hard and can take a bit of effort for you to spread it across your skin or hair. And the East African one tends to be very creamy and silky. It's very soft and actually even just at room temperature, it just spreads very easily. And now when it gets more interesting, if you decide to melt, to melt the West African shea butter, in terms of a ratio, it will, it will take at least maybe three minutes uh, to melt. Whereas the East African one, what Awali shea butter is selling takes up like one minute. So you can see in terms of application, it's much easier to apply, uh, to put on your skin or hair the Nilotica shea butter. And for those brands that use shea butter as an ingredient in, your, in their products, then this can give you much better results just because of the consistency. In terms of the pH, they both have same pH level of five. <laughs> yeah, and uh, in terms of the, of the smell, the Nilotica shea butter is very light and has um, sort of a butter smell. And the West Africa can tend to be a bit uh, heavy and have a strong smell. And uh, in terms of color, um, you can get uh, deep yellow to off-white with West Africa. And for the Nilotica one, it tends to be like light yellow, sort of um, ivory color. So those are really the main differences. <laughs> wow, there's a load of differences, Emily. Is, is, it, is it to do with the actual um, way that the tree grows or is it how it's processed that makes it different? Actually, it's the, it's the scientific uh, composition of the tree that are found in Western Africa and Eastern Africa. So Just like if I can give you, yes, it's, it's more a scientific uh, combination because the shade tree in Western Africa, it goes by the name Vitalaria paradoxa. And then the, the shade tree that grows uh, in Eastern Africa is Vitalaria nilotica. So mm -hmm. there's a bit of differences in the chemi in the biological composition of the tree, and that's why you get that um, you you get those uh, differences I just uh, talked about. Mm. Wow, fascinating! fascinating. <laughs> 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 Emily, I'd love to ask you like what your vision for your business is like looking forward into the future like where do you hope it will go is your focus on the Kenyan market and and um and, and just continuing to grow that or do you have other aspirations like where are you going with this so I, I for us uh for me and for Awali Shea Butter Kenyan market is just to begin because uh our vision is to be uh, a leading a leading player in the natural care industry within Eastern and Sub-Sahara Africa. So we are, go we are trying to penetrate uh, into markets like South Africa, Tanzania. We are trying to go to Zimbabwe. We have uh, a few contacts or a few leads uh, in South Africa. So our market is really Eastern and Southern Africa. 
Mm. So that is our vision to be our, we want when you think shea butter you think of awali shea butter. Hi, it's Marianne here and I want to tell you about Replenish, the free virtual away day I'm hosting on the 20th of September for women who create change in the world. So many of us committed to being change-making women struggle to find the time and energy to take good care of ourselves. But self-care is vital if we're to be resilient change-makers. And this day is designed to give you a break from your normal routine, to inspire you and to help you think about how making self-care a habit rather than an occasional good treat could make you a more effective change-maker. To join us, go to www.jjaze.com slash replenish, where you'll find all the details and be able to sign up. Mm-hmm. I know there are lots of other people doing what you're doing, or because or, you obviously, I guess your partners produce it for other people as well. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so are there lots of people selling in the way that you are or are they mostly exporting it for use in other products or what's the landscape yeah. like? So in terms of uh, our partners, mainly they are producing and they, they, they sell, they're trying quite a lot to tap into the European market. Mm-hmm. And that's where we are tapping into the East and Southern Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, that's how we, we are sort of like complementing each other. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, We normally have this uh, question. Like, so if you're not doing a Wali, uh, (laughs) how do you take care of yourself? (laughs) All right. So um, there's so many things that I do to take care of myself, but maybe uh, one that at least is very consistent. Uh, I work out at least uh, three times in a week. And for one and a half hours. And, you know, this is my time at the gym <laughs> when I think of nobody else but me. And then uh, on, on Sundays, I like to cycle and I just learned how to ride a bicycle. Uh, when was that? It was in May. Hmm. And so it's something that I do every Sunday morning <laughs> for an hour. Uh, it's, it's really some good fun. And uh, yeah, so that's how basically I'm, I'm trying to, to take care of myself and to keep sane. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. And um, I wanted to also ask you like how, um, how in terms of working with your team and stuff, given that you're in another country from them, do, how do you make that work in terms of... Um, you said that that's that's been a key thing for you but i'm interested in i guess i'm let me let me rephrase my question like what tips would you have around that kind of working for anybody listening who's interested like what have you learned in the process of developing the the business yeah so um one thing that i have i have learned is um that you need to get started there's never a perfect time for us, we waited 10 months and I often think, oh, what if we started then? Maybe it would, we would be very far because you will keep planning uh, along the way. You will meet other people who face the same challenges as you and you keep picking, picking information and seeing where you can improve. 
then in relation to, to starting a business, often maybe the idea comes from one person and then um, you have either to, to look at how can you move it forward and what kind of uh, resources you will need, what kind of support you will need. So for me, I knew from the word go that I cannot do it alone. A team is very important uh, to support you, to help you also coming up with ideas, to give you, to give you encouragement <laughs> because, uh, I mean, to, you know, to encourage each other. So how we work with, with my team, uh, we try and meet at least uh, every month. Mm -hmm. And we are talking, we have, of course, the classic WhatsApp group. Mm -hmm. where we talk every day mm. um, and at least uh, once in a week we are having a Skype call to just check where we are and what helps it's, is to sort of make sure that everybody has a clear goal, a clear direction on where the business wants to be and so for you as, as, the, as the founder then you have to make sure that you communicate this vision very clearly and that you can, you can let the team see this vision with you so um, I have found that setting milestones and assigning responsibilities helps a lot. Mm. So then you don't find all of you like in a maze and trying to do or to be all over the place. So when you are a team, it can be even a team of three. And when you start, you will find that sometimes you do everything. You're, you can be the, the, you know, the one directing uh, I mean, the leadership, you can also be doing financial planning. So not to shy away to take up those responsibilities, but let one person have a clear direction. So like for my firm, we have, uh, we have me who is directing the business, looking for strategic partnerships, uh, doing financial planning. And then we have, uh, we have one person who is my dear sister. She is in operations. So ensuring, you know, if we need containers for packaging, we need labels that they are there, we need to make uh, branding materials, she will follow that. And then we have a business development team, a team of two, and they are just out there looking for markets. Mm -hmm. So that's how we complement each other. Great. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like you're really well organized. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. trying. <laughs> we so are really, and then... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yes, uh, and then, uh, of course, I, I also maintain our Facebook and Instagram accounts. So it's very clear who does what when. Mm -hmm. And um, this has helped a lot, a lot. In making, you know, and the team is very, is very responsible. They are very accountable. They know when to go in. They know they should stop here. So that, that for us has, has worked really to our benefit. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, so I wanted to ask uh, as well um, for a, you know anyone an up and coming entrepreneur or you know any other startup that what's the one advice that you will give them? Okay, I would just what I would like to to encourage them is that they should believe in themselves and they should pursue whatever idea they have. Sometimes we tend to have doubt and you maybe sit back and wonder what if, what if, what if. But I would like everybody who is listening today, if you have an idea, please go for it. 
and remember that doubt will kill your dream more than failure will. So don't shy away to get started. You just need to start and you will figure it along the way. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Doubt will kill your dreams yeah. more than failure. Great advice for our listeners. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Emily. It's been really interesting. And, and I had no idea about the differences in share butter and, and all of that. So I really definitely learned something that I never had thought of. <laughs> See, I'm going to have my yeah. eyes around now. <laughs> and if you follow our, if you, if you follow our Facebook page, if you follow our Instagram page, we are always educating on these differences and about the product. So there's quite a lot of uh, resources on, on those two uh, platforms of Awali Shea Butter. Brilliant. Mm. I'm yeah. going to check them no, out. <laughs> I, I do wonder sometimes, can you actually eat Shea Butter? Uh, yes, I, you know they cook, they cook with it. <laughs> but I wouldn't advise uh, you to use Awali Shea Butter for okay. cooking because we didn't certify it for cooking yet. But okay, you can, okay. did you know actually, uh, Ziada, that uh, shea butter and why it's growing in its popularity now, it's replacing cocoa in making chocolate. Is it? Yes. So they use shea butter to make, I mean, they use the, what's the, They're, what's the nuts called? It's just oh, called shea nuts. Shea nuts. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so they're yeah. replacing cocoa with shea nuts. I mean, yeah, to uh, wow. exactly to make chocolate. <laughs> yeah, because oh. it's become uh, cocoa is becoming expensive, and so shea uh, the shea the shea nuts have been uh, have been uh, used now to to make uh, chocolate. Oh, oh yeah. that would be interesting. I'd like to yeah. try one of those. So you can use it for you can use it uh, for cooking, but at the moment we are only packing it for personal care. For personal not care, mm-hmm. yes, we are not packing it for. Cooking. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. I guess so. So, Marianne, please do go and try and look for share cooking oil. <laughs> try it. Uh, let me know I how live, I live in the country like. of, of all things, you know. <laughs> somebody exactly. will have that. I know. Somebody will have it. <laughs> well, I should I'm sure, I'm sure you, you can get it. I'm sure yeah, you can get it. It's the country of all things. It's the city of all things. The rest of the country. Yeah. I'm quite sure <laughs> someone things. will have it. Yeah. <laughs> someone on the high yeah, street but... probably has it there. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Yeah, but I do have to say that yeah, I, you you have sent a, you have sent Kipilipili a sample. We yes. have tried it, and your shea butter is actually it's it's brilliant. We've tested it. Believe me, we have. You know, left <laughs> yeah, thank left you. Left it on the sun, microwaved it. I don't know, done everything. So we see how it's going to react, and especially for a city like Dar es Salaam, it's very hot. Yeah. So yeah. So whenever we we have shea butter, we really have to test it to see how long it can, you know, it can last. How long before it becomes very hard and 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 so on. And mm. yeah, we were quite impressed. We were quite impressed. Thank so you. Then, Thank you for that feedback. We appreciate. Yeah, I think Mariana should send you a sample as well. Yeah, no, but I, <laughs> I want to understand things. So, so the product that you sell, I should have asked this right at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, I, it, it, you, do you put it on hair as it is? 
Ziad or, or Emily, either of you. Because <laughs> I think of it as something that's in moisturizer and stuff, but I, I haven't really thought about it on hair. Do you use it as a pure product on your hair? Is that what you do? Yeah. Um, yeah, so for me, um, I, I use it on my hair. I have natural hair mm-hmm. and I use it on my skin. So like I don't buy any lotion and I don't buy anything for my hair. If I have to style my hair, just like most naturalists do, I would use it as my styling cream. I put it on my face. I put it on my body as my lotion. Okay. It's yeah. So I use it for everything. Yes. Wow. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And it can be used yeah. also by men because we often get questions uh, when men come to our stands at organic market and they ask, can I use the shape? And you're like, yes, it's for the entire family. It's not just for women and girls. It's for, it's for women, girls, boys, men. Mm. Yes. Very versatile. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my eyes to the ground for um, shea butter now. My lotic shea butter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you yeah. so much, Emily, for coming on this show. We really appreciate it. And uh, it's been very informative and, and inspiring. And I wish you all the best with growing your business. And yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it. And it was so much fun talking to you. Mm. I hope that our Thank story can, can inspire someone else to get started. <laughs> And our theme tune over and over was written and performed by Eleanor Brown, who you can find at eleanorbrownmusic.com.